This is Radio Ukraine International with a weekly program Ukraine Global, written by Victoria Krukova, presented by Vadim Kramer and produced by Irina Samsonova. This edition of Ukraine Global is about the current state of events in the issue of Grain Deal and how it is connected to the recent success of the Ukrainian military in the Black Sea. The current situation with a grain deal remains unstable and unsure. Ukraine is interested in exporting its corn and wheat to the countries that need it the most. At the same time, it is really hard to do it during the war and Russian blockade of the Black Sea shipping routes. According to Anne Cochlear, journalist of the Politico publication, Russian ports and ships on the Black Sea, including tankers carrying millions of barrels of oil to Europe, could justifiably be attacked by the Ukrainian military as part of efforts to weaken Moscow's war machine. Everything the Russians are moving back and forth on the Black Sea are our valid military targets, said Oleg Ustanko, an economic advisor to Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky. He noted that the move was made to answer Russia's decision to withdraw from the UN-brokered Black Sea grain deal and unleashing a series of missile attacks on Ukraine's agricultural stores and ports. This story started with Russia blocking the grain corridor, threatening to attack our vessels, destroying our ports, Ustenko said. Our maritime infrastructure is under constant attack. Ukrainian government has declared the waters around Russia's Black Sea ports a war-risk area starting August 23rd, until further notice. The zone includes major Russian ports like Novorossiysk, Anapa, Gelenjik, Tuapse, Sochi and Teman. That's causing insurance rates for ships to skyrocket and could imperil one of Russia's main export routes for oil and oil products, key in ensuring the Kremlin has enough cash to keep waging war against Ukraine. This story started with Russia blocking the grain corridor, threatening to attack our vessels and destroying our ports, Ustanko said. The Black Sea feels like a more dangerous place for international shipping, and it was already very dangerous, said Byron McKinney, director with C&P Global Market Intelligence. Many vessels simply don't go to the area, insurance is pretty much non-existent. Recently, Russia's federal maritime agency Ross Morich Flot reported that a Russian tanker, the SIG, had been hit in an apparent strike by Ukrainian forces while sailing close to the Crimean Peninsula occupied by Russia. The tanker received a hit on its engine room, close to the waterline on the starboard side, presumably as a result of an attack by a sea drone, officials said. Ukraine's defense ministry reported that as long as Russians terrorize peaceful Ukrainian cities and destroy grain condemning hundreds of millions to starvation, there would be no more safe waters or peaceful harbors for Russians in the Black Sea and Azov areas. Denis Marchuk, deputy chairman of the Ukrainian Agrarian Council, says the situation with a grain deal is under control. Therefore, the market is unlikely to suffer greatly. During the period of operation of the Grain Corridor, and I want to remind you that the Istanbul agreements were signed on the 22nd of July. That was when the start of the ship's cruise has begun, and now we have managed to export 
33 million of grain crops, which is a good indicator given the year 22, the year of the full-scale invasion of the beginning of the full-scale invasion was the year when we had a lot of reserve which resulted in a number of the agrarians sitting on their grain without possibility to export it thanks to the grain initiative it was done with complications we know that during the operation of the grain initiative we were facing a number of obstacles created by russian federation the aggressor country continues doing so and de facto we have expansion of operation of the grain corridor. Since June, the ships do not enter the territory of Ukraine through Bosphorus Strait. So we, within those days, the ships that were located in the ports could f finalize the loading. And for the time being, nothing is happening now. However, the euro, we have the extension of the grain deal until the 18th of July this year. So the activities of all the ministries and president of Ukraine were aimed at arrangement of operation or the extension of the grain deal. So the presidents of Ukraine and Turkey had this negotiation, which kind of raises some good expectations. What we also want to emphasize that after the 18th of July, we won't see some active phase of extension of this Istanbul agreements because the months of July and August will be months of negotiation because by according to the statements of the president of Turkey he would like to have negotiations personal negotiations with the aggressor country leader President Putin there is no still date for such negotiations which are about to take place in Istanbul but within the months of July and August there will be no experts from the ports of Odessa what will happen next I hope that should they even not achieve any agreement, the Grain Deal will continue operating just like it did during the time of withdrawal of Russia from the Grain Deal back in November. The ships were continuing their operation upon the agreement of United Nations, Turkey and Ukraine. And now Ukraine is the guarantor of the passage of the commercial vessels in territorial waters. We started the commercial insurance for the commercial vessels more than 20 billion hryvnias which equal to 500 million dollars which will be another insurance instrument to ensure the security and safety of the vessels operation in territorial waters of Ukraine and we got confirmation from Turkey that they can guarantee the passage through the corridor all the way until the best for with the support of their armed forces their navy which gives quite an optimistic outlook for the export of Ukrainian agricultural products. How did the market react to this news? It reacted positively because I know there are already traders who agreed to send their vessels, which means that apart from the guarantees, those countries also believe in the armed forces of Ukraine too, because without the armed forces of Ukraine, such maneuvers and the option or insurance of passage of the ships through the Ukrainian territorial waters would be impossible and now Ukrainian armed forces take additional efforts to ensure the passage of additional number of vessels through the corridor but we will find out more details about the statement by the commander-in-chief we remember that Black Sea grain initiative became possible after the liberation of the Snake Island by the armed forces of Ukraine and the extension 
of Istanbul agreements this year, or in fact not Istanbul agreements, but exports by the Black Sea, it only will be possible with the support of the armed forces of Ukraine. So I want to remind you that with the beginning of the exports from the territory of Ukraine, the prices in the world fell about 24%, which was possible thanks to the export of Ukrainian grains. So if Ukrainian products will not come to international markets in timely manner, we should expect for the growth of the food prices, which will be difficult for the poorest countries. And I will remind you, the main markets that require Ukrainian products are the markets of the Middle East, Asia and Africa. And the concern of United Nations is not unreasonable because any delay in logistics and lack of possibility to timely deliver the agricultural products will create another challenges with the famine in those countries. So let's stop at the situation in the agrarian sector. What's going on in the borders with the EU? Well, under conditions of blocking of experts through the Black Sea, the solidarity corridors are a potential direction for us as well as the direction of experts through the ports of Danube, the figures say for themselves. During May, thanks to the operation of the Danube ports, we were able to export about 3 million tons, which is a record indicator. We never used to exercise such an amount of export, and now there are certain insurances by the management of the ports and the business that starts developing infrastructure over there. That infrastructure is popping up as different storage facilities and reloading facilities for grain crops and the increase of the number of barges, which makes the transportation cheaper thanks to the demand. And we may stand that state that for us it's quite a prospective direction of export. From the position of European Commission, which resulted in blocking of our experts to five countries of Eastern Europe, Poland, Hungary, Romania, Bulgaria, and Slovakia, well, the transportation was suspended through their roadways, which resulted in the number of about 200 trucks per month, which is a very little number. And after cancellation of this embargo on the 15th of September, those directions will start operating more intensely, which gives us the prospects for experts in combination with seepers in amount of four million four hundred four million and a half tons of grain crops of export due to the fall of the harvest potential this year, which will reach about forty four million tons with approximate estimates of 55 millions using those channels we will be able to work efficiently and not create additional problems for ukrainian agrarian manufacturers yet another problem is that those logistic ways are quite costly specifically for central and western europe so, i mean the movement to Bessarabia to the river ports because those that logistics is a significant fraction in the part of the cost of products. So for all the Western regions like Lviv, Ivano-Frankivs, those, it's important for them to have our Western borders operating both railways and roadways. In a couple of months, we will start the seven campaign for winter crops and the western regions should prepare for this well talking about the residues of our last year harvest do we still have it and what are the amounts that we still have yes it still exists 
And talking about the grain and oil crops, we have about 10 million tons. It's a smaller indicator comparing to year 2022. Back then we had up to 30 million tons. But thanks to the export potential through the Black Sea, first of all, the logistics was operating and our Western export directions were operating well, which is a good indicator because almost all of the regions already started harvesting winter crops. More than 1 billion tons are already harvested. We expect the uh, amount of the grain cultures, thanks to the improvement of weather conditions, to grow up to 60-67 million tons in total. You are listening to Ukraine Global. This edition of Ukraine Global is about the current state of events in the issue of the Grain Deal and how it is connected to the recent success of the Ukrainian military in the Black Sea. Stay tuned to Radio Ukraine International. Last month, Russia shipped almost 59 million barrels of crude oil, a third of its overall exports, from the strategic Black Sea port of Novorossiysk, intelligence firm Kepler reports. Of that, 32 million barrels went to EU countries. The port also handles other fuels like diesel, gas oil and naphtha, in addition to grain destined for the global market. Novorossiysk is also where the Caspian Pipeline Consortium oil conduit terminates, bringing up to 1.3 million barrels a day of oil from Kazakhstan, from where it is shipped onto the world markets. Novorossiysk is also home to a major naval base of the Black Sea Fleet. Last week, a Ukrainian sea drone hit and damaged a Russian military landing vessel, the Olenigorsky Gornyak. The proximity of Moscow's military to trade ports could increase the risk to civilian vessels, warned Alexis Salander, a commodities analyst with Kepler. Those operating on the shipping markets are saying they obviously don't expect Ukraine to attack commercial shipping, but there is a risk that installations or ships get caught in the crossfire, and there is a lot of trade that moves through Russia's Black Sea ports, he said. There's a lot of Greek ships working on these trades, and while some owners are reluctant to carry Russian cargo, there is a whole international mix there. You have still got Greek and Turkish tankers operating around that zone, though, working with Russian oil within the price cap restrictions, and they were quite a few foreign-owned vessels in and around the vicinity of the drone attack in Novorossiysk, experts say. The most interesting question to come out of this is whether they will be deterred in the future, if their multi-million dollar assets are at risk from a stray missile or whatever it may be. The International Chamber of Shipping, which represents ship owners and operators, declined to comment on whether the latest flare-ups in the Black Sea would deter its members from doing business there. But for Mr. Stanko, Western companies should already be realizing there can be no more business as usual with Russia. From a legal and moral perspective, it's completely unjustifiable for these vessels to continue to deliver Russian oil, he said. Now, that's supported from the economic point of view as well, since the risk is extremely high. Under these circumstances, the prices of insurance are going to jump significantly, making these deliveries unprofitable. Your vessel and your crew is going to be under huge risk.
The big companies selling insurance, doing financing, are they prepared to continue this kind of work when they see these pictures coming from the Black Sea? Ustanko asked. This is the right moment for even those still trying to close their eyes and pretend nothing has really happened for them to realize. No way. So it is quite obvious that any negotiation process takes time. Although, with a partner like Russia, it is almost impossible to be sure of a positive result. Everything can go wrong. If you do not trust your partner, just don't negotiate with him, especially if he is a terrorist. Or make your conditions very obvious to him. The future will show the result of the Green Deal. For now, it looks like it is impossible to guarantee the safety of ships. And that was the weekly program Ukraine Global, prepared by Viktoria Krikova and presented by Vadim Kramer and produced by Irina Samsonova.